welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com. Episode 188, the final episode of 2018 for us. We're going to talk about 205 Live. We're going to talk about NXT. We watched a classic match from when I was, oh my goodness, two years old. We'll talk about that. We've got some news and we've got a, a slew of questions. My name is John. Oh, I haven't even looked at them. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. My name is John. And joining me this week, as she does every week, is the Tracy Williams to my Fred Yehi, Marianne. You know what? I I I can see it. Okay. I, I feel like I am the hot sauce you to go. your he is yay high. How high? Yay high. Yay high. Um <laughs> have you seen that picture that Chuck Taylor posted of Tracy Williams? I have not, no. It's a picture of him like asleep on a hotel bed and uh Dustin just covered him with hot sauce packets from Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> And makes so much sense. I know, right? It's it's just like hitting it right over the head. Um, how are you? I am doing well. Um, I am in the midst of... Oh, actually, well, I, I have two weeks off. I have two weeks off. What? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Very excited about that. We, the Christmas season is, is here. It has been upon us. Um, are you going to... Are you guys driving up? When you're coming up here, no, we are flying. We are both flying. We are flying. Uh, I'm. Fuck. I'm flying in. Uh, when am I flying? The day after Christmas, and then uh, we are both leaving on New Year's Day. Wait, is Lauren here now? No, Lauren is right. Oh, she's not in the room anymore. She left. Okay, because I have that painting that I forgot to give you. Right. Yeah. Do we even want to talk about that weekend? <laughs> No, I think for your sake, you should never talk about that weekend to anyone. <laughs> I died, John. Ernesto will never let me forget it ever again. No, I don't think he will. I uh, So, John's Christmas party... Oh, we're talking about oh, it? Oh, yeah, we are talking about it, because okay. I can't just leave li- listeners hanging like that. I mean, the I'm... Christmas party... <laughs> All right. That I went to with John. Oh, I won't go deep into death. That's for people who were like, yeah, I, um, let's just say there was an open bar and, um, never again. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> never. No, like the combination is just, I don't know how many vodka and Red Bulls I had, but that stuff, like it gives you the same effect as like cocaine. Mm hmm. And I, it like hit me like a train really fast after I thought I was fine. And yeah. Well. If it wasn't, if it honestly wasn't for Rod, I would probably be dead. Mm, I think if it wasn't for Ernesto, you would probably or, be, well, be dead. Well, Ernesto was really let's, drunk. Uh, let's go with that. <laughs> let's give credit where credit is. Okay, good. credit. Oh, yeah, for Ernesto and Ron. There, because Ernesto there. kept trying to call an Uber, but kept opening Spotify on his phone instead of Uber. Well, I mean... <laughs> they all can't be zingers. They all can't be zingers, yes. <laughs> but that was that was a really fun weekend. Yes. Um, I told you to be careful and then promptly died after I told you to be yeah, careful. Good, good job. 
Oh, that was fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we watched wrestling and I had to we both had to cram it in all in one day. We did. Um oh I also you had to pull a me. I also yes, I had to pull you. But I, I also uh I went to go see uh Childish Gambino. Oh uh, yeah, how was that? It was fucking amazing. It was good. It was great stuff. I've been thinking about that concert pretty much since it happened. Did he do the scraggly homeless bit? Yeah, that that was his entire shtick the entire yes! time. Um, well, uh, let's briefly go over um, TLC. Um, <laughs> I thought you were just going to briefly go over the concert, and I was all for it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, let's just briefly go over TLC really quick. Uh, Buddy Murphy retains over Cedric Alexander. Uh, match was pretty good. Let's see what else did I what did I watch here. Um, Oh, I didn't watch the tag team match. I didn't watch whatever the Braun Strowman Baron Corbin match was. Finn Balor or Drew McIntyre was a pretty good match. Uh, the Mysterio Orton match was all right. The Ronda Nia Jax. Um, imagine Ronda Rousey carrying Nia Jax through a match. I can do it. It happened. Yeah, I can totally do it. And imagine your manager never saying a word. And also only doing one move, and also never improving. Ta was her manager Alexa? Ta me na ta me na. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, Daniel Bryan AJ Styles was amazing. It was so good. It was a lot of fun. The finish was cool. Uh, Daniel Bryan definitely gonna be back on top in my Wrestler of the Year for 2019. Uh, this Dean Ambrose Seth Rollins match I heard was just a fucking train wreck. Yeah, of course it was because Dean Ambrose is a train wreck. I don't know what anyone expected. I heard it wasn't good at all. Like people were chanting "boring." No. Yeah, there was a sh- a, a small "this is boring" chant. Oh, that's terrible. Um, Poor well, Dean is the new Intercontinental Champion, so I guess that's all yeah, that kind of matters. That belt looks great on him. That belt looks good on pretty much anybody except Dude, Dolph Ziggler. Have you seen his uh, his new jacket? Dean's? Yeah. No. It looks fucking sweet. You should definitely check it out. He is fucking sweet. I haven't watched Dean Ambrose wrestle in months, but I feel like he will always hold a special place in my heart, there like Cesaro. There you go. Um, main event was a triple threat match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship between uh, Asuka, Charlotte Flair, and the man, Becky Lynch. You just made the list! And old school making the list, honestly, if we think yeah, about it. Yeah, pretty old school. Yeah. Like, um, made Scott old school. Yeah, that, wow. There's a callback. Um, <laughs> so this match was insane. I'm, I feel like Becky almost broke... Charlotte Flair's ribs with a a leg drop from the ladder where she just landed in her midsection. Oh. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. The match was it was great and Asuka ends up winning the SmackDown Women's Championship. So, well, after interference from Ronda Rousey. So, we'll see where that takes us. Yeah. There you go. That was the quickest I probably could have run that down. Let's get into 205 Live. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, Uncle Drake would like us to look back on uh, TLC, which is what we just looked back on. So there you go. Uh, Hideo Itami and Arya Davari. <laughs> Talk about my fucking God, I don't care. Uh, they come out and they're like, 
I don't know. They're talking about respect or something. I, I, I didn't really, wasn't paying attention. But uh, Drake Maverick comes out and he goes, I'm going to suspend you guys. But then one Noam Dar. You just made the list. Comes on out. And oh, he, fuck. And he's like, <laughs> no, I need Marianne to watch me wrestle someone she dislikes. Uh, and then we had Noam Dar versus Hideo Itami. God damn it. Uh, this match was all right, but the the finish was brutal and not in a good way. It looked so bad, um, right? Didn't look too- no, it like it looked brutal, like not in a good way, as in it was just performed wrong. Because that's what means I what I thought when you said brutal. Oh, because okay. It looked terrible. Like his legs didn't even hit him. Yeah, it and looked like he suddenly whisked away from the illusion that wrestling possibly is real. <laughs> it's not. not. Or is it? But that basement dropkick was pretty gnarly. Yeah, that was pretty gnarly. But, I mean, besides that, I mean, that finish, yeah, that took me... I was like, well, I don't I don't even care about this all-right match. So, yeah, that match was uh, pretty not... I mean, the finish was just awful. But let's, let's move on here. Uh, Buddy Murphy is upset because he's beat everybody, and he feels like uh, no one can challenge him anymore. And Uncle Drake says, okay, well, give me a couple of days and I'll put something together. So who do you think it's going to be? It's going to be fucking Tony Nese. No way. It, if it's Tony <laughs> Nese, they start off 2019 with a Tony Nese title run. Jesus. That would be fucking terrible. <laughs> hey, you guys, he's been completely sincere. Oh, my God. That would be so terrible. <laughs> I don't know who it would be. Yeah, I mean, like... They have I, so many people on their roster, and I always forget. Yeah, is it going to be somebody we haven't seen in a while? But I can't even... I don't even know of anyone I haven't seen in a while, so... Yeah, I mean... Hmm. There's just... Because they grouped the, the Lucha house party together, and then, like... I mean, I guess, like, they were going to have the thing with Noam Dar... But then they went and fucking ruined it with Hideo Itami touching it. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know. But anyway, we had uh, Leo Rush taking on a local talent. And I had no notes, but you had a pretty great one here. So I'll just let uh, you go That for local it. talent came straight from Taste of Chaos in 2006. Nice. That was a good year for Taste of Chaos, if I it remember was. correctly. It was. I believe you and I were both there Thrice, before we knew each other. Thrice, Deftones, Atreyu. Was... Uh-huh. I'm just na- I'm just naming the bands that were there. What were they? Thrice, uh, Deftones. I don't think I went in 2006. I feel like we I have think, talked I about. Feel like it was either 2005 or 2006. I still have the sweatshirt somewhere. Where that's where I saw Seosin for the first time, and I was just swept off my feet. I feel like we talk about Taste of Chaos way too much on this show. Yeah, it's funny because the first time I saw Taste of Chaos, um. The state. I saw Seosin, and then the second time I saw Taste of Chaos, which I did not have to pay for the ticket, thank fucking God. Um, I also saw Seosin again, so that was literally the only reason I went. Actually, I went the first time for My Chemical Romance because I was an emo bitch. But <laughs> my other note is Leo Rush is wearing a vest with no shirt, like Chris Jericho, but not pulling it off at all. There you go. Leo Rush gets the win, obviously. Uh, there was a Cedric Alexander thing, but I didn't care. So I passed it. Uh, and then uh-huh. <laughs> next week, they're going to do a best of show. So good thing we're not doing an episode next week, Marianne. 
My God, imagine if there's going to be Tony Nese matches in the Best of show. I bet you there is at least one. At least. At least, yes. That is too many. There could be, there could be, yes, one too many. <laughs> should be zero. It should be zero. None more than zero. <laughs> that is not the title of this week's episode. None, None more, more than zero. <laughs> My head's going to explode trying to figure out that logically. All right. So uh, main event time, and it is a uh, tag team match. That is also a street fight, and it is between Akira Tozawa and the Brian Kendrick and Drew Gulak and Jack Gallagher. And Jack, or, I'm sorry, Drew Gulak looks like the f- fourth alternate attire from a wrestling video game. I my that is such a shallow and specific insult, worthy of me. I am proud of you. Thank you. Um, also, why were neither of them dressed to wrestle? Because it's <laughs> it a street me, it fight. Me. It took me a couple minutes into the match to realize it. I was like, wait, why is Gulak still wearing a fucking suit? <laughs> <laughs> but then I realized it's Gulak. So. Yeah, he's like, he's like, fuck it, I don't care. Yeah, Gulak doesn't give a shit. I bet there was like a small tear in that suit somewhere, and he's like, this will be my get in a fight suit. Ugh, I don't know. Would. Um, I don't fucking know. So Akira Tozawa comes out, and he is, uh, right behind him is... The new, unnasty, but old school, the Brian Kendrick. <laughs> I think I saw that, and then I immediately messaged you, and I went, you were right! Because yeah. Because you said Spanky last week. I said he's um, going to come out looking like, like Spanky, like the old school, the Brian Kendrick, and he was shaved, and he got a haircut, and there he is. He, I wanted to try and make, like, a mixed-together name, but Old Nasty Kendrick doesn't sound very good. That sounds And then any combination terrible. I came up with also didn't sound very good. Yeah. So, well, there but you also go. his tights looked like a classic Tumblr-theme background. Wow. R.I.P. Tumblr, huh? Yeah, for sure, right? I mean, I guess. Where am I going to read all my fan fictions? Oh, did they take those down, too? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> well, all right then. Uh, let's see what do, what do we got here. It's a it's a f- fucking street fight, y'all. <laughs> and they're just beating the shit out of each other. Uh, I loved that spot where Tozawa and Kendrick took the part the top part of the announce table and just ran into Gulak and Gallagher with it. Who were still in suits, like they didn't even know why they were fucking there. Yes, uh, a lot of cool, just a lot of cool, crazy shit going on. Um, the assisted senton with Kendrick and Tozawa. Oh, oh, the one thing I noticed is Drew Gulak u- enjoys using cleaning supplies as weapons. Uh, yeah, I noticed that right as I read that note. I was like, wait, is that a sponge? And then I went, he's had weirder things in a match. He was in Chikara. Very true. Uh, the bungee cord use in this match was both brutal and clever later on with the fish hook yeah. right now. Ugh. I haven't seen a bungee cord in a match before. I, I don't think I have either. I wonder if they were also, like, hmm. never a sponge. No, never a sponge. Never a sponge. Uh, Nigel with the t- great tag team names once again calling Gulak and Gallagher the Submission Commission. I loved it. Do I have to go to Nigel to rub in the fucking Brit Ambrawlers? Hmm. Who did he say Brit Ambrawlers? He did. Yes, he's the one that. Called Why is them that the- not a fucking thing? Damn it, Biff! I don't know. Brit Ambrawlers is great. 
Did you see Biff's? Do you follow Biff on Instagram? I do not, and I never thought of a name for their tag team finish. Okay. Um, shame on you. Um, but he posted one. It was like a throwback photo, and it was just Biff being all bloody. And I was like, hey, Biff, man, you got some blood on you. <laughs> I love him. He's wonderful. Even though his eyes are as black and soulless as anything I can think of. Um, but yeah, that mop bucket wasn't even clean. No, it I wasn't. noticed it when it tipped over. And I was like, ew, and I had like 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 a panic attack and my mind just went back to the nightmares of mopping in retail and how our mop bucket was fucking filthy and I was the only person that ever cleaned it. Gross. And I was like the filth, but also uh the dedication to the grossness of this match. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um I love the live mic when he hits him with it and then just starts cutting a small promo. Did you, were you, actually, no, you weren't, because I, I think it not. was, like, the first, I think it was one of the first shows they had at the Globe Theater, mm-hmm. uh, where Chuck Taylor lost his title to Keith Lee, and he legit spent half the match on Keith Lee's back, just screaming into the microphone about how big Keith is. <laughs> it, he was like, I can't believe you're making me fight this giant motherfucker, look at him, and he's, like, on his back, oh like, my trying God. to <laughs> Goodness. Um, Tozawa just throwing chairs at people's heads. Chair shots are back. Chair shots are back in fashion. Nobody cares. CTE Nobody, for all. Care. That should not be a thing again. No, it should not. In all seriousness, it should not. Uh, the but yeah, the bungee cords come back and we uh tie Gulak up to the ring post and just start chopping the shit out of him. Chop city, bitch. Um, we need to talk about the funniest part of this match, which was also incredibly clever when uh tozawa is on one of the um i assume 205 live announcers chairs and um they push to uh, gulak pushes tozawa in the chair towards a gallagher draft kick it was, it was so funny as fuck it was great i loved it. it was very it was very those indie guys are so clever yeah <laughs> i mean shit i laughed so hard <laughs> um all the submissions were great. The Deathlock, then it, then somebody putting on the octopus hold while the Deathlock was still happening, and then the Gulak kind of just yeah. But it, it didn't turn into some kind of wacky like thing where everybody was in a submission hold and it was like a stupid train of sorts. Yeah, you know what I mean. It like kept it being efficient. Oh yeah, it was it was good stuff. I cannot talk today. That's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um. I mean, super slice bread number two, and uh, Kendrick and Tozawa win the match. And then they were hugging at the end. Oh man! Yeah, they were hugging. They they were like, "We did it. Let's hug." It was so weird. Good stuff. Uh, let's see here. That was two hundred five live. Let's move on to NXT, and you have something at the top here. Did you did you just skip right past the end the, the entrance theme because it's awful? Yeah, I just yeah I skipped to the match. Because they did a teaser for the Black and Gargano thing, but they were mm-hmm. playing, like, this creepy, like, 1800s gospel music, but as if it was, like, sung by Bray Wyatt. Oh, nice. I was like, this is, this song, I'm pretty sure it's a slave song. Oh. It was the, wait in the water, wait in the water, children, wait in the water. But it was like super creepy and Bray Wyatt esque. Nice. Yeah. Also, maybe I just that's wanted what, to get my singing in there somewhere. Maybe um, that's what Bray Wyatt's doing now. 
Dude, honestly, just singing good songs, for him. singing songs, singing it, but also still wearing a freaking sheet mask. <laughs> good for him. Uh, In what a are room we... full of children. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> we have Io Shirai. Shirai. Oh my God, I'm sorry. Io Shirai and Dakota Kai. There we go. It rhymes. Taking on uh, Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir. And uh, I actually laughed out loud that they didn't have gear, but I mean, I guess they kind of do. It's very undefined gear. What did you think? It's very what they wear every time they come out to the ring. Yes. Um, Jessamine Duke, she walks like a dude. Mm -hmm. More like a dude than half the men I know. That's not a read. Mm. It's just an observation. All right. Um, She walks like Legolas. She looks like Legolas. All right. But a chick. Um, and also, Mrs. Roderick Strong is from Vampire Country. Yeah, I didn't know that. That was an Sweet. interesting little fact there. Vampire Country, also one of the top um, human trafficking capitals of the world. Not something to be proud of, but no. still. Interesting go. fact about that. Um, I mean, it was kind of, sort of, eh, it was a match. It wasn't a squash match, but... What do we think of uh, Jessamine Duke and Marina uh, Shafir here? I think they're good. Yeah. But then again, it might just be that they're only as good as the people that they're wrestling at this point. And that makes perfect sense. It does? Okay, good. Because I wasn't sure. I was like, they're good, but I feel like they're good because the people that they were going against sold really well for them. Yes. Um, But also, they've been around wrestling for a lot longer than people realize. Yeah. So... Because Jessamine Duke is a master, she was a wrestling fan, mm-hmm. and um, Marina Shafir like has to be because of shitty Roderick. But <laughs> yeah, shitty Roddy in his shitty little boots. It's all he talks about. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they're fine. I mean, I didn't. They put they had a cool little tag team move there. I think uh, Marina hit or she she did like a arm drag takedown. Or like a judo kind of throw, and Jessamine hit, uh, it was probably Dakota, I can't remember, with a boot. I thought, you know, it was a little tag team move. I thought that was cool. Jessamine is so tall. Yeah. I mean, they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything that I was like, oh, that looked stupid, or oh, that yeah, didn't Yeah, they look- didn't. So, they didn't when I saw them, too. They didn't have that either when I saw them. Yeah, so I'm... In, like, the, the dark match. Yeah. I am not, I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm sure. I'm, that, I'm sure they're just seeing what they got, and then when it's time for four horsewomen versus four horsewomen, we'll get it probably at a uh, some SummerSlam, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, we got a recap of Cassius Ono and Matt Riddle just punching each other, and then Matt Riddle was interviewed, and he's like, "I don't know, man. Whatever," and walked away. Um, and then we had. I bet that was legitimately the vernacular he used, too. It pretty much was. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) We had Aaron Mackey uh, taking on, and I'm going to butcher it because I keep saying it. It's uh, Dominic, how do you say it now? Dijakovic. Dijakovic? No, they said it differently. uh, It's not uh, Dijakovic. Dijakovic? It's an itch at the end. Even though it doesn't look like it. Did they say itch? It didn't sound it like did, it. Can we just call him Donovan Dijak? Against Donnie Dijak. Thank you. Uh, and the towering I, Infernovic. As my, I first, said. my first note is just freaking finally. 
Yeah, I know, right? He's so huge. Oh my god, he is. Uh, he's put some work in. You can tell. But he's always been huge. Yeah, but he's like, yeah, he is a mountain of a man, and I just absolutely love it. He like it's funny that they were playing him up to have like this bad attitude and stuff, considering that he's so fucking nice. Oh yeah, and I've also he loves him some Wendy's. I've heard some great. I've heard great things about him. Uh, he's so funny. This was definitely a squash match. Uh, Dijak just throwing this dude around um, and then uh, hitting him with the feast your eyes. Which is a great yeah. finish. I love that finish. It's so good. I feel bad for the people that were there that were cheering for Mackie. <laughs> like, why would you cheer, like, in the face of an inevitable murder? That's so cruel. Yeah. <laughs> but, but still. Lame. I mean. Don't do it. Don't. Uh, next up, we had Heavy Machinery taking on two local gentlemen. And um, I didn't watch this match because it was against two local gentlemen. And uh, I didn't even watch more of it because the Chads came out. Yeah, I wasn't really paying attention. And then the Chads came out and I looked at Roderick Strong and I went, why does he always look so greasy? I don't know. Like He, he looks like he's got spray tan in his eyes. <laughs> he might. Like, he's overbaked. He might. Just, and he's always looked like that. There was always just something about him where I'm just like, he spray tans too much. Like, yeah. And it's not, like, legit tan, but he has it in his eyes or something. I don't I don't know. Um, but you had said... How great is it? a good thing. Yeah. How great is it that Heavy Machinery is getting called up before any of the Undisputed Era? Um, I mean, great, but I kind of wanted them to get murdered first. Yeah, I kind of wanted. I wanted them to murder those dopes. I mean, it I might. Them. It might still happen. We don't know yet. Okay. Fucking kill him. Main event time. We have that Alistair Black taking on John Boy Gargano in a steel cage, and this match was uh, was great. It was a lot of fun. I had good. I had a good time with it. Marianne, what did? You, what do you? What say you? Um. Well, you, what say you? Sorry, I just a lot of Lord of the Rings references in my life today. Um, the I, I didn't have a lot of notes because I was so sucked into it. That fucking powerbomb off the ropes. Yeah, man. I rewound it like three times. That shit was crazy. And it was like one of the only things I could bring myself to type notes about. Yeah. Um, I mean, so- I mean, let's see what else. What else do we have here? Um, I re- I really like the look of the cage, and I'm not really sure why. I think it's because it's not like two million feet tall like the main roster one is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I really like that cage, and I liked how it was shot as well. If that makes sense, yeah. like it wasn't like a hole through shot through a hole or like it looked awkward. It was just they had that nice little crane shot over the uh, the cage, and I thought it looked pretty and nice. But um, yeah, and the space. It was worked really well. Oh, yeah. They worked it really well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these two work so well together, and I think I had said I don't. I want them to not – I didn't want them to have a match so soon after their original match, but this match was still – it was pretty good. I, I don't think it. Yeah. it's anywhere near as good as the match they had at TakeOver, but, um, man, it was so good. They're just the yeah, that's uh, true. Gargano trying to crawl out and then – getting uh brought back in by black he's he super kicks black and tries to crawl out again 
Um, it's like a baby trying to escape from a crib. Yeah. Um, Garget. Like, I mean, this match. Just go watch this match. I'd, I'd say this is probably the the best match we saw this week for sure. I I, for, I forgot that we were recording for listeners, and I wanted to be like, but John, I did watch the match. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wow. know where my head is at right Jeez. now. I don't. I don't know either. Um. <laughs> So Gargano's going over the top of the cage. The door is open to the front of the cage. And out comes uh, Tommy Entertainment, Tommaso Ciampa. And he gets in the ring. He's beating up Aleister Black. Gargano gets back into the cage and is just kind of looking at Ciampa. And then Ciampa backs up. and he starts... Why did you get back in the cage? Just jump down and go through the door. And he starts to do the little DIY in the corner, raise your hands thing, and Gargano does it as well, and they hit Alistair Black with the DIY finish, and Johnny Gargano pins Alistair Black for the win. Oh, the win. What is happening here, Marianne? I really hate that acronym, by the way. DIY? No. Well, that one and uh, FTW. When people use it in the weird... Uh, context for the win yeah because you used it for the win like in an actual sentence properly but then people be like for the win in like the dumbest situations Mm, i see i'm thinking angrily of one person in particular but i won't go there all right um we watched a classic match we did watch a classic match from nwa not wcw starcade Classic, 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 match. all the way back to 1985. Starcade. I was negative five. I was two years old. Woo! Um, and we watched a I Quit Steel Cage match. Yep, you heard that right. Um, for the United States Championship between Tully Blanchard and Magnum TA. Um, let me give you a little rundown. What do you think of Magnum TA before I give a little rundown here? You mean his Rick Rude stash? Yeah, what did you think of him? As a perfor- as a performer. He, oh, like, I was talking to somebody, and the way they described 80s wrestlers was that they were all, like, late 40s, like, sleazy used car salesmen. Magnum was 25. College football. Magnum was 25 yeah, years old. Yeah, he didn't look 25. <laughs> he was 25 years old. He looked like he'd been out in the sun for too long. He looked like like a prune so let me tell you a little bit that was my insult i'm sorry that was not as good as i had planned in my head man i hope you feel real bad after i tell you about magnum ta um so magnum ta uh he started his career in 80 or i'm sorry 70 78 so he's like 19 or something like that good god um yeah he was a he was a baby and he was he basically had it you know how they talk about it? You know what I'm talking about, right? No. You, no? Like, you, it's an it, the it factor? Okay. So he had it, and he was basically being groomed to be the NWA's version of Hulk Hogan. Okay. And he was, everyone was like, this guy's, he's going to be the next big star. He's going to be the next big thing. He'll be bigger than Hogan. Like, He'll you be know who I think has it? Hmm. EC3. Yes. So there you go. Something like that. Think about okay. like that in the 80s. So he was like on his way. He was getting into a big feud with um, Nikita Koloff, who is one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, and unfortunately, in, in 1986, 
he got into a horrible car crash. Oh my god, did I just make a joke about a car crash victim? That's kind of like if I didn't know Mark Hamill got in a car crash and asked what was wrong with his face in Star Wars. I mean, which I, which I didn't do, but you get what I'm saying. Right. Uh, he got into a really bad car wreck. Um, they, I mean, initially thought he was speeding. He wasn't. He just, you know, freak accident, lost control of the vehicle. Uh, and his C4 and C5 vertebrae, uh, quote, exploded. So unfortunately, this was the end of his career at 27. I'm not making it up. You can go to the wiki and look. I know, I know. I said you can't make this shit up. No. So unfortunately, this was the end of his career. So we never got to see what would become of Magnum TA. And I actually suggest that people go back and look at Magnum TA matches because he's uh he was pretty good. This just wasn't happened. The accident. 86. Oh my god! So like right after this, he was 27 years old. God damn, that's younger than me. Yeah, fuck. And he was on. He was on his way, and it was, uh, yeah, man, he was God on his it. way. So we'll never know. It's one of those stories where it's like we'll never know how good Magnum TA could have been. But I mean, we still got a couple of years, and you can go check out his stuff on uh, on the WWE Network. There's quite a bit of stuff there. Um, but I, I, I mean, this match was it's. God damn. 85. We've got everybody looks like a million dollars. We got robes. We got stars on boots, which are my favorite boots. Yeah, it started and said TVMA. And I said, what the balls is this? And then it made sense later. Well, we had this match. And then it was the main event of this uh, of this Starcade 85 was um, it was Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair. Yeah. yeah, I did see that part or part of it. And I can almost guarantee those guys bled, too. Because that's what they do. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is pretty violent. This is a pretty violent match. We had Baby Earl Hepner, which was the referee, which was like, holy shit. He's like 12 years old here. Um, I also like the look of the United States Championship. It was just a silver version of the NWA Championship. which Silver was cool. is good. Oh, I yeah. prefer silver over gold. Absolutely. Um... What do we got here, Marianne? What do you think? What do you-, uh, you just said his baby girl, baby doll. Oh, baby doll was uh, she was a um, valet for the four horsemen. So she, she screams like I do when I'm watching a Chuck Taylor or Tim Dance match. Do like, you- don't hurt him. That kind of shit. You just made the list. There you go. Yeah. That's double list right there. That's double list in it. Speaking of which, I will get to my newly revamped list at the very end of this episode. Oh, my God. Where John will likely edit it out. Um, but she just like, don't hurt him. And her just her screaming and squealing and gasps and stuff was like, oh, my God. That's Am I watching a Chuck Taylor match <laughs> and he's getting his ass kicked? Because that's exactly what I sound like. <laughs> um, Actually, you know, you know what it is? I made the note later. She's me during a Mark Andrews match when he's getting murdered. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like when, like at the Bola where uh, Chris Hero just like killed him and I was sobbing. Oh yeah, he killed him. And somebody went up to Mark Andrews and was like, there was a girl that was really worried about you. And he's like, I'm just Bendy. And I was like, please don't die. <laughs> Sounds about Screaming. right. I was so worried about him because he's so little. He's just a boy. He is indeed just a boy. He tries to hide it with his with his like his Sc- new and improved his sexy beard, but he's still just a boy. Right. 
Going back to the match, though. Yes, back to the match here. Let's see. Um, I mean, there's just blood everywhere. Ugh, sweet. Blood on the arm. Blood on the uh, on both foreheads. I loved the that it, we were at the time where the wrestlers had to get their opponent to say I quit, like quite literally. <laughs> Like bringing the microphone to them, and they're just like screaming all distorted into the microphone. It's pretty great. Um, yeah, just good stuff. Uh, Tully's got some uh, some great elbow drops. I really like those for sure. Except when his arms all fucked up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I don't know what happened, but a chair. I I assume baby baby doll tossed that chair in there, like this wooden chair. Yeah, that mat is filthy, by the way. Oh my god, yes. That's it was fucking disgusting. Gross. And just the nah <laughs> I was laughing so hard. <laughs> yes. Good stuff. It's so weird. Um and I I love he just tosses that official. Yeah, he low blowed him for sure. And he flew. <laughs> he flew. <laughs> yeah, he did. He kicked he kicked him low, but before that he he just tossed him. Yeah, I know. Um, and then he broke the chair, and then he basically had a a stake, and he was going to stab him. Because <laughs> he's a vampire! <laughs> yes. Tully Blanchard, vampire hunter. Oh my god, that is uh, very true, and might be the title. <laughs> That's all I could think of when he had the stake, he broke it off, and they're like, he's going to stab him! And I'm like, oh my god, Van Helsing! Yeah, he's just going to stab him. And then I think he <laughs> briefly did, but then Magnum just started stabbing him. And I love that like that's the that's the end of the match. And I love that Tully Blanchard is just saying yes over and over again and the ref's just staring at him and he's like, "Oh yeah, he said yes." You forgot where you were for a second. I I honest to god spent like 75% of that match just laughing. Like, that's why there was, like, no notes from me, because yeah. I was just laughing the whole time. Fair enough. Um, so good. And uh, we have a new NWA United States champion in and Magnum TA, and there it was. That's our final match of of the year. Our final classic match. Look at that. Yeah. Look what we did. Yeah, what are we going to do in January? Who the fuck knows? I don't know. I mean, January is usually Royal Rumble, but there's no fucking way we're watching full Royal Rumble matches. That shit ain't happening. We'll probably watch matches that happened at the Royal Rumble that were cool. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, what do we got next here? We've got... Next week, we got Nope, as I just said. We're not doing a show next week, so... <laughs> next week, we got Nope. Um, Let's see. Oh, it's here's... Dean Ambrose meme here. Here is nope, yeah, we'll insert that somewhere. <laughs> um so Nick Miller got released from What the balls? Is anybody so, ever gonna explain that to me? So weird, right? It's so weird. So he's just gone. Shane Thorne is still employed by the WWE. Um, Shane Thorne's still on my list. Which You just made the list! Which sucks because like they just had a gr- a great match on TV. I wonder if something happened. Something had to have happened. Yeah, like I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. See, man. I didn't see anything. But... I'm just lucky I got to meet him before he got released. Yeah, there you go. Thanks, Biff. Uh, <laughs> Bandito and Mark Haskins have both signed uh, exclusive deals with Ring of Honor, which is very interesting. We're gonna yeah. see. We're gonna see a lot of those. Uh, 
less, I don't want to call them lesser companies, but I mean lesser than the WWE, I guess. Lesser than? Lesser than. They're going to be signing a lot of guys to exclusive contracts so they can't wrestle anywhere else. So you can only see them there. So, I mean, good for ROH to... So, So does that mean you won't see them at fucking PWG anymore? I don't know because I feel like PWG and ROH have some weird working relationship because I remember they didn't at one point and that's when Kyle O'Reilly was gone and then remember when Kyle O'Reilly made like that lights on lights out lights on return or something like that yeah which is so Kyle O'Reilly yeah uh that that's um when they started they were like yeah we, they have like a deal in place they can go wrestle it fucking pwg yeah i was gonna say because they just totally made a like a bandito is like on fire in pwg oh he is just on fire everywhere so this is why it's great that he's literally on fire somebody put him out (laughs) did you ever watch grammar slam with cm punk no i never watched it oh my god there's one where he's doing the difference between literally and figuratively and just reading hate tweets from people and somebody was like scene is literally on fire and he just looks up and he goes literally on fire that's pretty troubling somebody should probably call the fire department and check on him (laughs) (laughs) we're so good and ever since then actually you know what before then i've never used that that word out of where it's supposed to be used I will sacrifice the aesthetic of a sentence to say figuratively. There you go. So, there we go. Uh, Monday Night Raw, they ran a promo stating, you know, Lars Sullivan is coming soon. But then they also said, BT Dubs, uh, here are five other superstars that will be making their way to the main roster soon. Those Surprise! uh, Yes, surprise, surprise. And those uh, five other superstars are Nikki Cross, EC3, Heavy Machinery, and Lacey Evans. Why the fuck are they calling that walking accident up? I don't know. Somebody on She's our... She's not over. Stop trying to make her happen. She's fucking god-awful. So somebody on our Facebook, uh, the Facebook group we're in, mentioned that they all have one thing in common, and that they all have... They are all characters, EC3 is not a character. That's legitimately him. I mean, it's a character. <laughs> Come on now. It's exaggerated, but he's not much different. That's why he's so funny. So, I mean, we'll see. I, I mean, I'm still, I'm, yeah, I am also puzzled as to why they they are bringing up Lacey Evans. But, I mean, we'll see. We She's awful. We'll see. I'm, I'm pretty excited about um, the rest of the call-ups. I did a little write-up to predict where they're going over at that hashtag show.com. So go check it I out. I can't wait for everyone to realize how fucking awful she is on a bigger stage <laughs> and for her to get her fucking ass kicked. Um, other thing I will say about that hashtag show, I am currently working on my top 100. Uh, we, Christ. Will, we will talk about my top 10 at the end of this show. But... Is there anyone I even care about in your top 100? And when I say care about, it, I mean anyone on my list. I don't know. Sure, I'd have to go. I would have to go you back. Sound more excited, John, just for my. I would have to go back and look at look at your list, but I can almost guarantee that I don't. Yeah, Mustafa Ali has to be on your. Oh, list. Oh yeah, Mustafa. I'm sorry, Mustafa Ali is. Uh, where are you, Mustafa? He's uh, 13 for now. What is Chris Brooks? 
I didn't really watch that much Chris Brooks matches. That's... Is TJP on your list? Uh, Chris Brooks is 88. TJP is 53. What else? Cesaro. Oh, boy. <laughs> Apparently, I've only watched one Cesaro match. Cesaro is 197. Oh! What else you got? Okay. So just an update. I guess I'll do it now. Are we? All right, we're doing it. I now. thought about it, and this is monumental, you guys. Mm-hmm. Remember when I had said Dust will never be bumped? Right from the top, he's like cemented in my number one spot mm-hmm. forever. Um, it's happened, you guys. It's fucking happened. Wow. Chuck Taylor has been bumped. I can't believe from it. my number one spot. I'm shocked. To number two, John is just heart palpitations right now he can't fucking believe it i can't contain his excitement i cannot believe it my number one well my list in general this is this is do people even do they just have to guess what list means if they haven't been listening since when we invented list i mean they they have to figure that you have to figure it out they know my my okay so my list is number 10 shane thorne Mm -hmm. number nine Number nine, The Lodge. Um, if anybody gets that joke, it's a Monty Python joke. Um, number nine is Mojo Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Number eight is Chris Brooks. Mm-hmm. Seven, Noam Dar. Noam Dar. Six, yeah, Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. Five, Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Four, Tim Donst. Mm-hmm. Three, TJP. Mm-hmm. Two, Chuck Taylor. Mm-hmm. One, Simon Gotch. Well, all right then. The end. That is just it. That is you guys don't even understand, and we probably just, just never will. Of him, those interviews of him, he is just dream. He's a dreamboat. He's a total dreamboat. There you go. Just saying. That's my that's my list as of the end of 2018. Chuck Taylor has been his. He's been usurped. My God, much like the long-standing reign of Kazuchika Okada as the IWGP. <laughs> Heavyweight champion. It is it is There's over. Shoehorning that in there. It is over and the the reign of Kenny Omega or in this instant Simon Gotch has come to pass. Is uh Simon Grimm, however you want to call him, just sexy the way okay, I I believe it was me that said this. Mm-hmm. And if he ever hears this, I apologize. I'm pretty sure that I at one point called him like a goofy latino uh a goofy latino hitler and wait on this show on this show no i'm pretty sure i tweeted it oh a goofy latino hitler i may have said it on the show but keith has never been able to forget it and it's just upsetting me now because simon gotch is jewish (laughs) fuck wow (laughs) you you better hope he never hears this or i at reply i'm sorry seth My God. But anyways, um, are we getting into questions? You just made the list. There you go. Yes. Yeah. So let's is the list. Let's get to these mother freaking questions. And also, Holland said, "Am I late?" Oh no, he had a question. Never mind. I'm like, he, I said, "No, we're recording right now." And then he didn't post anything. And then never mind. Uh, let's see here. Let's get to these questions. Or should I go get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do my list first. Should I do my list? Yeah. This is my actual wrestler of the year list, not the list that Marianne just put out. It's a different kind the of list, list. The list that I did was wrestlers I would not be opposed to um, sleeping with. Well, there you go. 
That and still sounded dirty no matter how much I tried to censor it. You tried. It's okay. Uh, number 10, Tomohiro Ishii. Number 9, Shingo Takagi. Number 8, William Ospreay. Number 7, Matthew Riddle. Number 6, Zach Seba Jr. Time. Number 5, Tetsuya Naito. Number 4. Wow, 5? Yep. I don't think he's... Uh, I mean, I can go back and check... And as you as you say, wow, five. Let's let's check. Let's so you have to you have to base this on you base it on actual numbers and math. This is not like your personal favorites. No, you actually have a, like you actually have a, an algorithm for this. I do. I have an algorithm that I borrowed from someone. Um, and it is. Let's see. Let's see where where did Naito? Okay, in two thousand and six, I had Naito at nine. And in 2017, I had Naito at four. Where where does Naito lie on your list of like wrestlers that just give you hard eyes? Oh, number one. <laughs> Come on, now. Okay, as long as he's still there, that's all that matters. I knew it. Yeah, he, he he's going nowhere. Uh, so he's he's your Chuck Taylor, basically. Uh, Tetsuya Naito's five, Okada's four, Gargano's three, Omega is two, and number one with a gun, uh, with a with a not, a, I mean, of a slight lead is uh, Kota Ibushi. You can't say number one with a gun and then not say Pete Dunn afterwards. It's very true. How dare you? I'm How so dare sorry. you tease me into thinking you had Pete Dunn in number one? No, Pete Dunn is. Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't watch as much he wrestling. He was number as one at one point. He was... Oh boy, I'm not going back into the lists. Don't Just don't, don't bother. The All point right. is he was number one at one point. So, yes. So those are those are my top ten right now. That is most likely going to change before the new year. I'm going to try and finalize my list as late as I possibly can, but I'm trying to write paragraphs on each of my top 20. So. God damn. Yeah, man. Okay, questions. Let's get to these questions. Sorry, once again. Calvin asks, is Becky Lynch the best talker in WWE right now? Marianne, your thoughts? I haven't watched anything like main roster in like forever to be able to judge. Hmm. I'm going to say... I, I feel like as of lately, yes, but if we're going through like the whole year, the best talker in WWE is forever The Miz. Yeah, I mean, I, I still... Man... I don't know. I'm going to say, yes, it's Becky Lynch, but it is it is a slight advantage. Very slight. Um, because Cal- the Miz is number one. Calvin, uh, yes. Miz, Miz is hail. the best. Miz is number one. All hail. Um, all hail the Miz. Uh, let's see. Calvin also asks, what do you guys think of the quote-unquote new era? Will you guys start watching Raw and SmackDown Live again? We don't have time for that. I I don't know. Uh, uh, let me tell you, Calvin. We haven't talked about. We didn't talk about this, but one hot cop, Mustafa Ali. You just made the list. Is apparently a permanent member of the SmackDown Live roster now. And that is so upsetting to me. And spoilers: if you didn't watch SmackDown Live this past week, uh, Mustafa Ali pinned Daniel Bryan, which what is what is happening amazing i don't know what's happening but i'm here for it and i kind of want to start watching i just miss him i kind of just want to start watching smackdown again honestly i miss my hot cop because smackdown live is the confirmed a show there was just too much crime going on on smackdown they needed a hot cop to take care of it there you go because because their resident cops were gone brizongo 
<laughs> oh my god. Can you imagine when they come back and they just form a police I, force? Oh, a trifecta. Love it. Um, I was describing Brizongo today to my trainer at the gym, mm-hmm. and I just, like, couldn't do it. I was, like, trying to explain the brilliance that is Fandango's, like, pervy whisper voice. <laughs> and I was like, but that's not how he actually talks. It's just, like, a brilliant character quirk. Like, and I was like, I can't describe it. And I was like, and Tyler Breeze's pants, I was like, the bottom of his pants look like the the, the weird spinny things inside car washes. <laughs> there you go. I just, I couldn't do it. I tried. Today was just full of a bunch of I trieds. Well, it's so. good enough. Um, I We will answer Calvin's other question when we get to Wendell's question. But uh, one of Calvin's last questions is, when will Lacey Evans go away? Fucking soon, I hope. I want, you know what? Put her in a match with Nia Jack. She tends to hurt people. <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, true. I don't know, Calvin. Calvin and I had a... Uh, a conversation in the DMs about this. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. We'll see. Did you have to say it like that? Do I have to say it like that now whenever I mention DMs? Yeah, you do. Okay. I don't know why I said it like that. I just wanted to have it some fun. It was great. Don't okay. apologize. Uh, uh, Wendell. Wendell with the... Uh, this, is, this is a great question. It's his annual end of the year question. And he also has some stats for us. He says God. he says for 2017 Matt Riddle, for 2018 Keith Lee and his he says my question is as followed, if I were to buy a t-shirt of an up and coming wrestler/sports slash sports entertainer/superstar slash that you believe is going to have a standout 2019 and opposed uh, to have much more success, who would he, she, they be and do you believe they'll have longevity? In their professional career. Wow, I can't believe I read all that out loud yeah, on the first take. Good good job for one. Second of all, you said that there was like research in this. Who is he, Jim? <laughs> Jim oh man, I gotta get Jim on some research for me. If he listens, I think he does. I gotta get him. He has to ask questions. Oh well then again, Jaren's asked questions and he doesn't even listen. Fuck Very you, true. Jaren. <laughs> um Um so he said yeah, the research is and he mentioned Matt Riddle for two thousand seventeen and Keith Lee for 2018, and I said, were these our answers for the segments in the past year? And he said, uh, yes, they were both ones that I said. So, uh, But can we have the same answer again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can. I, I mean, Are also... Are talking, like, on the indies, or...? I think it's just somebody that'll stand out above the crowd, and, you know, you gotta shout it out loud, or something like that. I can't remember how it goes. Wow, John. Um, that's power line or some shit. Um, <laughs> he's just saying someone that'll have longevity and will have a very successful 2019, like a, an up and coming EC three. You think EC, I, you know why I, that is a very safe bet. I think he's going to have a huge year if they play them cards, right? He's great on the mic too. So I want to see him go against the Miz. Woo! We'll see what Brandy goes to. Goodness. Damn. Um, I mean, I want to say Velveteen Dream, but it's just kind of like... Eh. He has been having a great year. He's been having a great year. Um, Man, I'm looking at one name on my list right here. I mean, Bandito's a safe bet. You'd buy a Bandito shirt and just... He, I he's feel a like little on, boy. A, on a smaller scale... Um, somebody who you're going to see booked in a lot more indie promotions, probably Jungle Boy. 
Yeah, Jungle Boy for sure. Got booked for PWG. Absolutely. And people are like real hyped on him. I had a bunch of people that didn't know that it was Luke Perry's son. Yeah, even I didn't know. Oh my god, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, he went to the Cow Palace. Yeah. He's fucking there. Um, people were like, what? Yeah, weird. Um, but I feel like he would be somebody to look out for, especially like just to break it into the big with the indies. Yeah. Cause he's been doing a lot of stuff in California, obviously. Yeah. But uh side note, um, Chuck Taylor cannot live tweet wrestle kingdom because he's going to be there. Cause he's in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Justin going big places. I think if I'm going to go out on a limb here and say somebody that's going to break out, but I mean, they've kind of already broken out. It's kind of hard this year. I mean, I straight away the name I have highlighted is Hangman Page for sure. I think he's is it, amazing. Is it literally highlighted right now? Yeah, in okay. my he, who is thirty four on my uh, top one hundred right now. Huh. I'd say probably him. Honestly, it's kind of a toss up here. It's a, there's a lot of people bound to break out. What about the big dog, Roman Reigns, the greatest, Aww. the greatest champion of all time? The I'm gonna be so sad that he won't be in Royal Rumble. I mean. Imagine if he was. I would I would die. lose my fucking shit. It'll be like AJ Styles and Royal Rumble all over again, but I, better. I would absolutely die. But um I mean Surprise motherfuckers, I beat it. I'm just gonna I'm gonna beat you. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Hangman Page. That's what I'm going with. That's okay. final answer for that. Um I know Dan will be happy about that, but I like man, Dan was on that train early. Hangman Page is something else. He's just on another level. Anyway, Wendell also asks, let's see, what resolutions should we as fans uh, attempt to take or make uh, to enjoy professional wrestling and sports entertainment so that we won't have to complain as much and just enjoy it in 2019? Uh, just fast forward through all Undisputed Era matches. That, yeah, that, but also... I, I am 100% serious. <laughs> but also, as, as we've stated before... No one is making you watch Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Just think about that. If when you get home on a Monday and you go, "Oh man, all the McMahons are on Raw and SmackDown now," and I have to watch three hours of Monday Night Raw, the thing that keeps me happy, and most people are like, "Fuck wrestling Twitter." Only if you're on Twitter. And you follow, and it's it's for wrestling Twitter, only follow people that are funny. Yes. Don't follow other people for updates, because that's a he, shed, a he said, she said situation. And then that just maybe just brings a lot of angry vibes in there. Like, that's why I don't go to dirt sheets and stuff. I just, like, keep an update. Like, I'm a very lighthearted with my fandoms, and it's it's a lot less stressful that way. Absolutely. And, just, and you want to you follow people that have positive outlooks on it. You want to follow wrestlers that have positive things to say. Yep. You don't want to follow wrestlers that will reach out and attack people. There you go. That's that's ironic for me. Not co- but or is it coincidental? I hate using that word because Simon Gotch totally attacks people all the time, but he does it in a snarky way um, because they deserve it. Right. But it's don't don't go places. Don't go looking for things. That are going to upset you. Yeah. Just surround yourself with the the positives and the funny aspects of it. That's what makes me like continuously love wrestling is just to know that there's so many funny people out there Mm -hmm. and to be able to make jokes about yourself. Like everyone needs more Chuck Taylor in their life. 
I agree. I'm serious. Chuck Taylor. You just made the list. Great people to follow on social media would be Chuck Taylor and Trent. They're both very funny. EC3 is hilarious. There you so go. is uh, Drake Maverick is very funny too. So it's like you just, just you just want to follow. Don't follow people like follow people because of how they make you feel and what they bring to the art of professional wrestling in terms of attitude. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's my advice for it because that's what I do. Yeah. And I feel like the more I look into things, the more angry I get. Like ma- ignorance is bliss. Um, I, I think I would also. I, I, I just summed it up with that there you go i think i would also like he says uh what to enjoy wrestling more in 2019 uh just head on over to powerbomb.tv i'm pretty sure they have a um a you got like a 30-day thing i'm pretty sure you can sign up for free there also powerslam.tv is a new one that i found out uh they have so many promotions that you probably haven't even heard about and you can check them all out and it's like just a new thing and you you can just go in fresh and you don't have to know anything about it and it's fun and who knows maybe you will find that breakout wrestler and you can buy their shirt and it'll be great there you go calvin back in with the questions he says who was the absolute dud of 2018 who disappointed you the most people that we had expectations for and then they were flaming disappointments yeah i mean i'm looking Adam at this Cole. I mean, I didn't have... You had expectations for him? No, I didn't. <laughs> Let's be real here. Come on. No. Bobby Fish. Because he was well, injured. Does injuries count? No, I don't think an injury. That's not his fault. He can't do anything about that. Okay, so I think Dean Ambrose had a slow-ass year. Well, I mean, he was injured, too. Also injured, yeah. Um, I feel like there's a really glaringly obvious one that I can't, like... It's kind of hard, like, being like, oh, who was an absolute dud? Because most of it is, like booking stuff you know yeah so it's kind of like uh i don't i don't know who i who i would say had a i can tell you who i wanted to be interested in and by the end of the year i'm still not interested in lay it on me johnny gargano how dare you yeah how fucking dare you come to this podcast with known john boy gargano super fan john l pingle the third and talk that trash. I uh, how freaking dare you? It's because I haven't been watching NXT consistently until the second half of the year. So that's probably what it is. But I know he hasn't been there for that long. But at the same time, I'm just like, I don't. I just see him as like this is not an insult, like at all. Because there's a difference between just a guy and just a guy. Mm-hmm. I see him as just a guy wrestler. There you go. Like, he doesn't have, like, an outstanding, like... How dare you? ...anything. There's a difference between just a guy like Baron Corbin, who's just, like, like the outline of a person, and I don't give a shit about him at all, mm-hmm. and then somebody who's, whose actual wrestling character is just a normal dude. All right. Which is how I see Johnny Gargano. Does that make sense? Fair enough, I guess. Or, I, I guess... I don't know if that's my final answer on that. Yeah, better not be. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, let's see. Who had a dud of a year? Let's talk about Dolph fucking Ziggler, who has a dud he of a year had, every year. He's had a dud past three years. Are you kidding? Uh, I mean, that's fine. He can have another one. There it is. Samoa Joe? Uh, I'd say Samoa Joe. Yeah, kind of. I expect a little more out of Samoa Joe, but I think more recently he's been doing well, but entire uh, Kevin year. Kevin Owens? 
Well, Kevin Owens was has been hurt for a decent amount of. Well, when was his? When's the last match I have for Kevin Owens here? Yikes! That can't be right. He's been gone forever. He's been gone since like this looks like June. He's been gone for a while, so I don't know if I count that. That's like half the year. Yeah, I don't know, man. A Sasha Banks, I'd say, has a disappointing year. Bailey, a disappointing year. Ember Moon. Oh, her. Yes, that one. I think Ember Moon is a, a pretty good choice. I'm just going down my top 100 here just to see here. Yes, her completely. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's I think that's good. I think because good she's great, but she just can't catch footing in terms of being like. You know, you know who else had a dead of a year? But it looks like looks like the end of the year is going to be pretty good for them, Rusev. <gasps> oh yeah! I mean, Rusev Day was the hottest fucking thing of all time, and then that look, was the beginning of the year. Yeah. Look what it did! It didn't do anything. Stupid, lame, dumb, whatever. Uh, I'd also say Sanity had a dud of a year. Like they were like coming in hot, they got called up, and like, where are they? Where are they now? They're nowhere. So there you go. Next song. Uh, Wendell asks, women's wrestling is at one of its most popular, it's, oh boy, there we go, we messed up, there it is, women's wrestling is at one of its most popular times, okay, I guess that, uh, if not the most popular time, uh, how can women's wrestling continue to advance and become better in 2019 and beyond WrestleMania main event, that's the end of the question. Fucking get rid of Lacey Evans. (laughs) Well, I think WrestleMania main event is, uh is uh better or if you know because people go the main event is the main event no let's just be real here the match that goes on last at wrestlemania yeah here there you go um i mean i think we're i think we're doing pretty good wendell we can stick here for a while i mean they get we we have their uh we have all women's event now which is great we have a yearly may young classic i think we're doing pretty good right now but beyond, I mean, they just got to keep, like, if they have a hot angle, it's got to be the main event. Yeah. It can't, it can't be second. It's dumb. It's dumb. Don't don't be like, well, but this. No, if it's. No, you're wrong. If it's fucking Becky, Becky Lynch and Ronda, I guarantee if Becky had not gotten hurt, that match would have went on last at Survivor Series. For sure. <sighs> uh, Dan asks, what wrestling moment made you smile the most in 2018? Dan, this is a great question. Marianne? I haven't smiled. Oh, oh well. She's uh, never smiled. Fuck you. <laughs> I, had to, I had to double check to see when Chuck Taylor won the championship, and that was in July of 2017. So huh. that's the last time I remember, like, crying. Um, probably. I feel, like, I feel like Mustafa Ali made me smile a lot. Yeah. Like, just Mustafa Ali getting nice things made me smile a lot. Always a good thing. Um... I'd say uh, when when uh, Daniel Bryan announced that he was coming back. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That was this year, wasn't it? <laughs> and we're talking like wrestling moments, like yes. not like like things that went viral or whatever. It's a if it's part of wrestling, sure. Well, um, let's see. I don't know. I feel like I feel like the biggest the people that make me smile the most, like in wrestling, that I know work really hard and they deserve it, like would be Naomi and Mustafa Ali. There you go. Those are like two people that I'm like, you know, yeah, all for it. But I, I, when you put me on the spot like this, if I had looked at the questions ahead of time, like, you know, it's going to be one of those things where I wake up in the middle of the night and go, fuck, that should have been my I answer. was going to say you should look at the questions before, but that's my yeah, bad. Yeah, but I, yeah. Sorry. Um, 
I don't know. I think and Shit. Uh, Ray Ray answered this question personally. It's telling people how wrestling worked while watching All In, which Ray that was so much. Actually, that was also a lot of fun when Ray came over and we watched All In. That was a good time. Um, Ray, yeah, friend friend of TJ, yeah. <laughs> You're more than that to me. You Ray. just made the list. Um, yes, he is definitely more than that, and I look forward to uh, hanging out with him again soon. Hopefully. Getting some ramen. Some late night ramen. Yes. Um, Holland, this is the last question. Out of any wrestler in the entire business, meaning WWE and beyond, uh, who can you imagine being in Hollywood films? EC3. I could see EC3. Um, oh, man. Who who could I see being in Hollywood films? And Dean Ambrose. I think Ambrose would be good for sure. Um, going up and down my list here. Well, Velveteen Dream. I mean, (laughs) Velveteen Dream, yeah. Um, I mean, I could, I mean, I could honestly see, uh, Becky Lynch. You just made the list! Well, I mean, straight to DVD, but I could see her being in, like, an actual film. Um, I mean, Rhonda's been in films. I could, I could see, um, I could see Cody... Cody does pretty good on on Arrow with what he's given. Yeah, I could see him. Um, yeah, because I I keep like forgetting to go like and beyond. Mm. Um, shoot, I don't know, man. I feel I feel like Keith Lee has the charisma and kind of yeah. like the under the radar kind of thing yeah. that could easily do it. I could see um, Trent Seven being in comedies for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. He's very funny. There's just funny. some people that are like you look at them and you're like they're really good at talking. Yeah. Like, but then there's people who are like you you watch them and you're like that person is amazing at talking. Yeah. But then you know that if you put them in kind of a restricted like they're 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 better for improv mm-hmm. kind of thing like Chuck Taylor. Yeah. Like the more the more you try and put him in the box, the more he's going to struggle. Oh yeah. Kind of thing. And I think that I think uh, Simon Gotch is like that. Not to like shoehorn his name in there again. He's an amazing speaker. Mm-hmm. Like he's just fascinating to listen to. It's not it, like he's just intelligent. Yeah. But um, shoot, I just feel like Velveteen Dream would be great because he's already so good at being a character. Yeah. And I feel like he has a lot more range than that. But then I think the people that have larger than life personalities like EC3. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, EC3 is fantastic. I love him. Like like all across the board he's great well there you go i think i feel like that's right i think that is gonna do it for this week and i mean for this year oh my god we did it another year year in the book do you want to know man i can't remember what uh made me think of this do you want to know when the first episode of tornado tag radio was like three years ago it was september 6th 2014 no way but when did i when did i come on all right let's see here uh let's see john and kyle the time that mattered when i showed up all right calm down (laughs) john and kyle the time the time where the podcast got a lot less knowledgeable and a lot more shallow john and kyle john and kyle uh john and kyle (laughs) <laughs> you go back and listen to those first episodes it's like these dudes fucking know what they're talking about and it gets to me and I'm like that outfit was ugly <laughs> Kyle so you came on let's see um, there you are 
you came on in January 14th, 2016. Damn, you guys started in 2014? Yeah. Ooh. So yeah, like a couple years. Yep. Dang. And I'm still here. There you are. You're never getting rid of me. I'm like a barnacle. Nope. All right, then. But a pretty one. There we go. So, <laughs> you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Sailor Moon Salt, and you can follow my lovely co-host, John, on Twitter. Oh, thank you. JP Thrice. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify, as well as SoundCloud still. Um, just search for Tornado Tag Radio. Please rate and review us as well. It's good to see how we're doing. I mean, constructive criticism is good. Yeah, it is good. Uh, head on over. Bad. <laughs> head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com uh, to buy one of our Tornado Tag Radio shirts. I might uh, try and get us a new logo here. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry for you asking about the new logo, and I was like, I'm not artistically. I can't even doodle, man. That's fine. I'll fig- I'll figure it out here. I'm just, too much of a perfectionist. I just think it's time. I think it's time. It, it's, it's time. Fine. It's Vader time. Uh, but it's also <laughs> it's also time to change our logo as well. Uh, but anyway, head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Buy our uh, our logo while it is still our logo, and then uh, support TTR and all of the other podcasts. Uh, head on over to patreon.com. Patreon.com/slash/notlg. Any donations would be appreciated. So. Uh, join us again in uh, what is it two two weeks oh boy marianne let me tell you two weeks i am so glad wrestle kingdom is on a friday goodness gracious uh i haven't even finished my prison shopping like well yeah there but you I've go i've been i've been yeah not working working a nine to five job every day and not used to, like for the first time like i don't know i just have not gotten a chance to yeah. Get my shit together, but that's just me making excuses. <laughs> okay, well, there's only one thing left to do. So, Marianne, if you will. Ring that bell, motherfucker! Yeah! This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit notlg.com. Yeah.